Hi, everybody. Welcome back to What's Next with Lex. And today I'm joined by five special guests that at the time were not only the talk of the town, but the talk of the world. I have the 2016 Little League World Series champs from here today. I have Brody Raleigh, Michael Mancini, Connor Rush, James Fellows, and Jack Hopko. And I also have my younger brother, Matthew Raleigh, who at the time was a fan and wanted to share his experience from that point of view. These boys took the time out of their day to talk to all of us, so I can't thank you enough. I have a lot of questions from people who reach out to me on social media, knowing I talk to you boys. So, you know, let's start off. So my first question is for all of you guys. Do you mind speaking about your experience during this time? Oh Yeah, I'll start. So, like, obviously, it's an amazing experience, you know, the Little World Series and just the whole year, bef- like, adding up to the World Series. You know, we're playing probably, which is my favorite sport and probably all these guys' favorite sport, and we're with our best friends, you know, playing baseball every day. And when we're not playing baseball, we're hanging out by the pool. We're playing video games, all this other stuff. And, you know, it's just a lot of fun to hang out with all your all your buddies all the time and play baseball. And You know, like, to what Brody was saying, I mean, we've been brothers since we were, like, five years old playing together. So really going through that whole year, just whether it was, like, a double session of practice or whatever it was, like, in the mornings, the nights, just spending every day with everybody. You know, you really, you really get comfortable around those guys, and they really do turn into your family. Yeah, to piggyback off Connor, um, I'm Michael Mancini, by the way. Um, to piggyback off Connor, um, the word that I kind of, that jumps out to me is magical. I mean, we grew up with these guys since we were like four. Um, our dads, you know, we're all friends, and now we become friends, and, you know, we all start playing the same sport at the same time. Uh, we started when we were six, seven. Uh, we were... 10A, we playing for a state championship, going to regionals, and then 12A is the big one for the uh, Williamsport. And to be able to go on that run with all these guys was, you know, the biggest word, magical. Uh, this is Jack, and obviously one thing I would say to describe it is once in a lifetime. Look, we, like, when we were younger, we were there, what, five, six years? Yeah, when, pretty when, probably from five to ten, we went and watched every single year. And we never really realized the fact that we had like a really good opportunity to be there but our 12 year old year when we were starting with double sessions and early practices we kind of started to realize we had that team that had the chance to get there and uh yeah i mean it was just a really great experience when we were there meeting the overseas teams and just communicating with other people and even the staff members there were it was just an amazing thing to go through as a young group of 12-year-old kids. Was it, like, interesting to come across all these different players from different countries and try to learn their language? You know I mean? There's a language barrier during all this. So how was that for you guys? I mean, I'll speak again. This is Jack again. Uh, I mean, it was just cool because we used Google Translate to try and communicate with, the like, the teams from international countries. And one of the first things that we that happened to us when we first walked in the Grove, which is like the place where all the kids stayed during the World Series, was the team from where Latin America. <laughs> there, yeah. there was one of the staff members' golf carts up in, up in the Grove, and <laughs> they they were banging, playing drums, like actually making like decent songs on the golf cart, and that was just something that stuck out to us. So, yeah. and you know, you get to learn a little bit about uh, everyone's culture and. Oh, this is this is Brody, by the way. I <laughs> probably should add that. Yeah, so like I was saying, you get to learn a little bit about uh, everyone's culture, and you get to meet some new guys. And obviously, like uh, Lexi said, there is a language barrier. But uh, you get by that by, uh, you know, you're all 12-year-old kids at the same time. So you get by that by using Google Translate. And you play a little ping pong with these guys, and you start to learn a little bit of, uh, a little bit of their stuff that they do. And it's honestly a little bit of fun. 
you know, going off that again, I know you guys were 12 at the time, but I'm sure it was like just a great overall experience seeing all these people from different countries, you know, being in the States as well. You know, you don't go there. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, this is Connor. I mean, it, it's really an out-of-body experience, like teams from all over the globe just coming in to Pennsylvania two hours away from us and just coming together to play like the great sport of baseball. And I mean, you really don't see that with anything else. I mean, obviously you do have the World Series, the College World Series and all that, but that's the only event other, I mean, outside of the Olympics that all of the world gathers into one spot to watch uh, such a great sport. And I think in 2016 had the most fan base. Is that correct? Yeah, I think one of our games had uh, like the most, our U.S. championship game, I think, had the most ever recorded or something like that. Yeah. We just, you know, we had a lot of guys, and, and honestly, a lot of that goes back to our community, right? We have, what, like 12,000 people in our community. Mm-hmm. Every single person from Endwell was there. They rented out a bunch, of, a bunch of Schaefer buses, and they all came up, and everyone was there, and, you know, they had their T-shirts, and everyone was loud. Everyone was chanting each, each, everyone's name. I mean, it was a really great experience to know that your community is behind you in this. Some of them even stayed overnight in the hotels. Yeah, people sacrificed a lot. They spent a lot of money, and, and that just goes to show that they really care about the kids in, in this community. Right, and that was a great experience for us as well. And I'm sure Matthew, who would like to speak as a fan, can you know share his experience. Hi, I'm Matt, uh, her younger brother. Uh, I'm about three, four years older than some of these guys, so going through that, watching them play was uh, breathtaking, I guess you could say. When we showed up on the final, the two final games, the U.S. Championship and the uh, Little World Series Championship, the amount of people that were there was unbelievable. The number of fans supporting them, because they were the hometown heroes, I guess you could say, being two and a half hours away, was crazy. Uh, like they said, a few few local businesses, uh, business owners that were from Main Endwell rented out buses and brought thousands of fans down. People drove on their own. Family members of the players from all over the country came. It was just a great experience and, uh, like I said, breathtaking, shocking when they when they finally won it. Yeah, and this is Brody again. And, and you know, as a player, you don't see your family really for two to three weeks or however long we were on that journey from Bristol to Williamsport because we stay in dorms with our, our team. When you're in Williamsport, again, like I said, you don't see your family. So when they come down for the games and you get to see them in the stands or you might get to walk around the field with them, that's obviously a great experience because you're not with them during that time. But to take in Williamsport PA with your family is obviously top of the list for most people. And you're 12 years old at this time, so it was almost like a college experience you know, living in these dorms and just doing the things that you guys did. Yeah, I mean, I think that also set us up for our future, too, you know, because some of us are now going to college, and we've already had this experience with living on our own, or with some of our coaches, obviously, but we're not we're not with our family, so we're kind of living on our own, and we got to learn to do things on our own, and at 12, you got to remember to brush our teeth and take showers and <laughs> stuff like that, so again, it definitely set us up for our future. Right, yeah, I mean, for sure, and like, you know, I was a fan during this time, and watching all of this was incredible. I remember that one guy who dressed up like a Hulk. Yeah. Do you remember that? Like <laughs> stuff like that, you know, stuck out with me. Anything, but he but was yeah. he, he was like good, good, big, like a Hulk, good and fan to have, yeah. yeah. So that was really cool. And you guys played played Seoul, Korea, South, South Korea, yeah. South Korea, Seoul, yeah. Seoul. And James had the catch that changed the game completely. You know, it was a pivoting time in the game. 
So, James, would you be able to, like, share your experience during that? Because that was crazy. Yeah, this is uh, James. Um, I mean, I did it as – it was the same game, normal game. It was tried to not worry about the the atmosphere because of how many people are there and messing up or whatever. I took it as a normal game. I just kind of remembered what Jack, Jack Hopko's dad said was, find, find the fence, find the wall. And, and it worked out, so – yeah, that's you did. Definitely, that was, definitely worked out. <laughs> I remember your catch. I think was like one of the top ten plays on ESPN. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, number seven. Number seven. Like it was a crazy catch. If like any of you guys want to look it up, I'm sure you can look up James Fellows Little League World Series like 2016 catch yeah. on YouTube. And the, and the funny thing is, right after he did it, he acted like nothing happened. <laughs> he goes yeah. and bites his nails, like like just like a normal day for James Fellows. I mean, you have to. Yeah. I remember <laughs> watching it, and all the fans is literally like for some reason went slow motion. Everyone was silent, and then. All of a sudden, the whole hill, if you've never been to Williamsport, there's a hill behind the field where kids slide down and fans sit in. And they're mostly U.S. fans or Maine Andwell fans. And it was dead silent. Everyone looked like they weren't moving. And then he caught it. Every, every single arm in the ballpark, I swear to God, went, went up in the air. It was crazy. It was a crazy catch. I still can't believe like you caught. I mean, you're you're a great player, but that was crazy. Yeah, like it was playing third base, looking up. I'm like, oh crap! <laughs> and then James catches it, and it's yeah, it changed the game completely. I mean, and their, their coach actually in the documentary um, that they made about him, what was it? Was it unbeaten or no? World beaters. World beaters. Yeah. And he was. They translated, and he goes, when their player made that catch, I knew this team was. It's going to be a hard game. These guys are fearless which is a, a tribute to all those players and their coaches as well. I remember watching the documentary, and those players as well, they were a great team. You know, if you guys played them again, I don't know how the outcome would be. Like, they were very good. You know, like We say it all the time. We, we beat them one out of ten times, but yeah. that, that was the one time. Yeah, their pitcher was, like, insane. Like, how fast did he pitch? 75-ish, yeah. and, and sidearm. Was you know, and at a little league distance, it's equivalent to like what? 90, I think it was like 96. 95, 96, yeah. That's wow. Pretty, pretty you guys quick. were 12. <laughs> it was like playing. That's football. crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, going back to the community, we had people come in like Matthew, my brother, and we had people come in like that, the older kids, and we had them throw to us. So we start to see little faster pitching, and I think that also helped us through our whole ride. Yeah, that was that was crazy. I still just like the atmosphere during that whole time is just I can't compare it to you know anything else. And during that time, you know, Maine Endwell alum Tom Tall was very involved during for you guys. Like for those who don't know Tom Tall, he was the owner of Legendary Pictures. Is that correct? Yes. And was very generous with the team and even made the documentary. That's how that documentary came out. What did you guys think of the documentary and the experience that he was able to provide for you, such as meeting Yankees players, Mets players, Cubs players, and even the Steelers team as well? Like, how exciting was that for you at the age of 12 years old? I mean, you grow up seeing those 30 for 30s on TV and on ESPN, and it's just something that, like, when you watch those, it's obviously a crazy story about something that's happened in the past, and it's, and like, an unbelievable experience when you actually get one for yourself. And um, he, Tom Toll, was obviously very, like, helpful and generous throughout our process, and he created many experiences for us after like post world series he set us up at yankee games mets games steelers game was actually one of my favorites just because we were in the box seats but that was all throughout that process was just an amazing experience and going back to the documentary right at 12 years old it's pretty exciting at first to get a camera shoved in your face until you got to start talking and then the nerves start to fly but it was kind of uh i want to say like a, a good experience obviously but also 
the storyline behind the whole thing was what made it really fun to do. And we did it as a group, and we did it so nonchalant. So it made it a little bit easier, the nerves, that it, it wasn't wasn't that bad at 12 years old. And you guys won Sportsmanship Award, which was huge. Like, you don't ever see teams win both, you know, at the same time. So, Michael, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, that's just, you know, how we were raised from a small town, you know. Um, a lot of local, you know, small businesses, you know, we go to almost every day. I mean, we eat out breakfast, lunch, and dinner if we can. Um, so, you know, we go to the famous Broadway diner at our local store, I mean, at our local uh, hometown and. You know, when we walk in, it's always please, thank you. Uh, we take our hats off at the table and kind of just carry those same manners to Little League. And it does show when you do that. And kudos to the coaches as well. You know, most of them were our dads and, you know, just how we were raised. And I think that that went a long way in, you know, winning the World Series as well. Right. And I know, like I said, I've grown up with all of you guys. So I've <laughs> seen you, you know, from like, You've seen our worst. Yeah. <laughs> you know, their little like five-year-old stages and between Michael and Brody, yeah. I... Oh, my God, I remember. I don't have a sister, so, you know, when I, was, when I acted up and, you know, Lexi was babysitting me and Brody, and me and Brody would do something, you know, stupid, and I get yelled at from Lexi, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, and then just growing up, it was like having a sister. So every time I come to Brody's house, it was, you know, it wasn't like she was just babysitting. It was like it was a sister as Brody was a brother, you know, and everyone else, Connor, Jack, James, MJ, you know, everybody. It's, it's kind of like a family. It's really, there's no friends. It's, it's all family. Yeah, very, very close, Brody. and... Brother, <laughs> yeah, which is crazy. You don't ever see that really, you know, often. And I know you said that, you know, you, you were afraid of me when you were younger, yeah, yeah. but it was all love. It was all love. Like, like I said, you guys are all brothers and they can, you know, speak on that. So Connor, what is, you know, your thoughts on all of like how tight this community is and how close you guys are? Yeah, I mean, I think you really see it kind of like when you get out of the area, you kind of understand like you're talking to some other guys that like you're just starting to meet. And you kind of tell them about your experience, like, throughout high school and throughout middle school and all that. And they're like, wait, like, you guys are with each other, like, every single day. And we, I mean, we just see that as normal and, like, seeing these guys every day doing whatever we're going to end up doing. But, you know, not everybody has that. And I think we're, like, extremely lucky to have that. And, I mean, when it comes to the community, we didn't really understand, like, obviously we kind of knew, like, it was a really big thing. It was a dream for all of us to go to the World Series. When we came home on, on the bus, literally, I think every single person in Enwell was on, yeah, was on the street, just going absolutely wild. And then we, we showed up down at like our, our normal Little League field, and the streets were filled, and the parking lot was filled, and it was just unbelievable. Yeah, that was, you know, crazy for us, too. Like, everyone was so excited for you guys. Unreal experience. Out of body, you know, just crazy. And I remember during this time, you were able to receive a congratulations call from, you know, former President Barack Obama. And that was that was crazy. Like, you guys weren't expecting that. Yeah, I mean, going back to Tom Toll, I mean, that was all set up by him. Uh, after we won the U.S. championship game, we all went out to dinner as, you know, a family, because we really, like Brody said, we don't get to see our families. We got to stay inside the dorms. But if you get a sign off, you can go out. And so we went out to a nice restaurant. We're sitting there, and you know, the whole restaurant was, you know, rented out from by Tom Tully. He bought out the place for the night, and um, he, he all brings the whole team together. And he's like, I want you guys to, uh, you know, you know, answer this phone call. You know, there's somebody that wants to congratulate you. And you know, we're all sitting around just waiting, waiting, waiting. A little delay. We're like, what's who's who's it gonna be? I mean. You know, we already seen like the best of the best of the best, and you know who who's gonna be calling. And all of a sudden, we pick up, and it's like he's like, "Hello," and you know, everyone's like, "Who who is that?" And it's President Barack Obama, and everyone just goes nuts. And you know, we're all in all, we're all in shock. And he's just, "I just want to congratulate you." And you know, that's when you know, I know I kind of like my eyes were wide open, like the President of the United States is watching us play. Like I can't imagine who is watching us play. And you know, seeing that and hearing that was 
was definitely a life-changing moment for me. Yeah, that was crazy. I was there too. Yeah. And it was, I was on video. I just found the video a couple days ago. And I was so shocked as well. We were all, and that was so incredibly kind of him to reach out to you guys. You know, hearing that from the president is insane. So I remember that exactly. And you guys also got a shout out from Bryce Harper. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people. Bryce Harper, uh, Steph Curry, Drake. Was Chris Bryant? Um, I, 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 I no, can't big, remember. Big Ben was, though. Big Ben. Yeah, so there's a lot of people. And again, set up by Tom Tall. But it, it goes to show you that people really do care. And, and people that take the time out of their day to say congratulations to a team that's doing something, that's doing something great. That was, you know, seeing all those players, too. It was on Twitter and everything. Yeah. I remember... <laughs> the best clip ever that went viral was Michael oh. <laughs> Michael Smith. <laughs> was that the year before though? It was the year before. You everyone listening needs to go and find this because it was the best video. Michael like shook off a pitch, right? You know, he's so confident. He was laughing and smiling and, and then all of a sudden it's just a home run. The guy hits a home run and he's just standing there and that, that went viral. I remember like there's actually a lot of people upset with that because there was like older people coming at you on like, you know, networks. So that was, that was, that was so funny. Everyone needs to find that. Like that <laughs> best thing ever. Show the world next year that he can still pitch. Exactly. <laughs> so, and you're a great 20, pitcher. 24 strikeouts or? How's your elbow? doing good yeah i'm i'm fine now i'm fully You're healed fine. yeah oh, okay so, yeah, yeah good. that's good, good you're good now what's your what do you prefer pitching or shortstop um i'm probably gonna go for shortstop to college but i might pitch if you know my arm stays right. in good care and you're going to james madison yes yeah. yeah are you excited oh yeah i'm so excited <laughs> i got one more year of high school though so yeah a lot of these guys are all of them are going to be seniors except brody and connor connor is going to be heading to college and brody is going to be a junior so crazy that you guys are all grown up right now but what does it mean for you to be a national baseball hall of fame in that category well again it's kind of like a, a williamsport experience right it doesn't really happen often. I mean, not many people are in the Hall of Fame. So you go, and, and again, you're 12 years old at this time. So you go up to Williamsport every year, and you and you go up to the Hall of Fame every year in Cooperstown, and, and you look at all this stuff, and then one year you go, and, and you're actually in it. And honestly, that just opens up your eyes again. Like, wow, this is something really special. I mean, it doesn't happen really ever for a 12-year-old kid. That's like such a, a big achievement for any baseball player. You want to get to that level, like you can talk about major leagues, the being the Baseball Hall of Fame, you got to be the best of the best. So like, what are your you know thoughts on that, Jai? Yeah. I mean, one of the things that's cool is when you go into the Hall of Fame and we're just walking around and like our whole team's up there for a day trip and you're looking at a case and in one case you're like looking at like Babe Ruth's bat and his jersey and then you turn around and you see a signed baseball by a bunch of 12-year-old kids that just won the Lily World series it was just something amazing to go through and i think it was definitely humbling and made it seem like we can hang with anyone i guess it's just life-changing i guess michael what was your experience now being baseball hall of fame yeah i mean it's definitely a great honor i mean you're you're up there with you know some of the best people in in the major league baseball you know league so um for for us to be you know kind of um you know uh recognized in that same category is something that um you know, you kind of take and you look at it and, you know, it puts you in a state of shock. But then again, it also kind of, you know, motivates you because, you know, we're not done. You know, we still want to go play college ball. We still want to make it to the pros. We still want to be, you know, a Hall of Famer in, you know, the Major League Baseball. So, yeah, it was, you know, something that, you know, all of us looked at and was like, wow, that's unbelievable. But it, it definitely just motivates all of us to kind of, you know, continue to grow and get better. And to, and to piggyback off of what Mike just said, you know, we 
we also worked to get to that position. And it's, again, a very, very honoring experience because it doesn't happen a lot. And But we we worked our butts off to get to that experience. We did double sessions. We worked in RBI. We field every day. We throw all the time. You know, we, we really grind at the sport of baseball, and it's something we love to do especially doing it with your friends. I mean, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and I also had a shout-out from Jude. <laughs> he wanted me to ask you guys, how is it playing with Jude? I mean, you guys aren't playing with him now. So is it weird not seeing, you know, someone that you played with forever? You know, Connor, you're very close with him, so you can speak on this. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's definitely weird that, he, like, you know, he goes to a na- neighboring school. I mean, we all love playing with the guy. I mean, awesome baseball player. Um, I mean, I've gotten really close to him. I know all these guys have as well. I mean, we, we miss him a ton. Every now and then, we, we still see him. And, uh, I mean, I wish him the best of luck. I can't wait. Hopefully, at some point, we all get back together for maybe one last tournament. Can really make a, a good run somewhere. But, yeah, I mean, I think it would be great. Awesome baseball player, and I can't wait to see him again. Yeah, so all of you have been playing together since, what, how old were you at the time? Yeah, five? Say, five, I don't know, five, six. And Somewhere still are. There. So most of the guys on the team, you're still, you still are playing together right now in varsity. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. What are your thoughts on, like, to that point where you have to go off to college? Is that going to be weird? Yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be weird not being able to play with, you know, people um, that you grew up with. But I know for Connor, I know he was talking to some of the guys on his baseball team, and, and they recognized him right away just from the name. And um, I'm sure teams that he plays against are going to recognize him and you know, that just, you know, for us, it puts a target on our backs. And Connor's going into college with a lot more to prove than, you know, just winning a uh, World Series because, you know, as much as we did win that back then, there, there you know, times, time does still go on. And, you know, Connor's going to put that in the back of his head, but he's got to go play college ball and, you know, hopefully go achieve his dream at the uh, next level. So there's always somewhere where you can get better at. And um, after winning this World Series, I think put a target on our back that we do want and we, uh, we are excited to move forward with. I mean, uh like obviously being being the one of the guys here that is going to college this year it's going to be it's going to be a lot different i mean playing with these guys since you're 5 you really get comfortable with everybody i mean post game it's just like hey they know how to pick you up when you're down when you're up you know how to pick them up so uh you really feed off each other and it's going to be something extremely different because you're going to have to learn to do that with a whole new group of guys and i know for these guys they're going to be playing with some different faces as well this year and i mean i'm just excited for all of them i think all of them are going to do great. All been great ball players since they were five, and I mean, I just think it's awesome. Baseball is a really weird sport. Like Connor said, it's ninety nine percent mental, right? So you, you learn to play with a, a group of kids that you know it's fun to play with, and you have a lot of confidence playing with. And in baseball, you you learn to like have these signs with each other. You know what plays to do when, and you start to think together almost as a whole instead. And now you just got to learn to do that with a, a group of new guys and. You got to learn to get your confidence back to that point where you're with this new team. So I guess you know it's going to be uh, not challenging. You know it's going to be different. I think we all are going to be able to make that change. Yeah, and you know about the mental part. Like as far as you know, any sport goes, you know a lot of it is mental. You have to go out there thinking that you know individual sport. Like you are the best. You can do this. And as a team, when you're working together, like we all have this together. We're all equal. And, you know, we just have to prove ourselves. So I, I get that. You know, I played sports as well. So, you know, Michael, what's, what's your thoughts? And to piggyback on that with the uh, mental game, you know, baseball is it's literally the only game where if you fail, you're going to, you know, succeed. I mean, you fail in football, you're getting fired. You fail in basketball, you're getting fired. You fail in baseball, you fail seven times in baseball, but the other three you succeed, you're going to the Hall of Fame. And I think that's, 
the best part about baseball. That's why baseball is the greatest game um, on earth. And, you know, there's there's nothing like it, honestly. Yeah, and I, I agree with that, obviously, being the best sport ever. But at 12, you had everyone was reaching out to you on, you know, social media platforms here and there, you know, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. So do you still receive that high of attention as you did then? I mean, it's not it's not fully up there, but I mean, you st- yeah, every once in a while, you'll you'll get some people that want to contact you and talk to you, and we love doing it, so definitely don't be afraid to reach out to us and stuff like that. And like I said, it's not up where it was right after. We had that little bit after we went, you know, we, we did our uh, a little parade. After that, you know, it kind of died down a little bit, but we do get recognized every once in a while, and, and people still contact us a little bit here and there. As the World Series comes up, you know, every year I know that we all kind of come together and watch it, and every year that, you know, Williamsport does happen, you know, we always receive DMs from, from guys like part of the Mid-Atlantic region that are reaching out, you know, how did you go through this experience, you know, what should we be doing, and, um, you know, we're always ha- happy to help anybody, you know, because we were reaching out to Cole Wagner, um, you know, he was, he, his team beat us in regionals, and they moved on to uh, Williamsport, so when we went to Williamsport, you know, he was the first guy we were reaching out to. How did you, you know, cope with the, uh, you know, the atmosphere and all that? So um, as the World Series comes up every year, there are guys that do reach out from the Mid-Atlantic region just asking about how we went about our, you know, our things. Yeah, that's crazy. I I just remember how much attention you guys got. And it was good attention. You know, none of it was bad. And I think that a lot of it, you were able to share your knowledge with these younger people that were coming up. So that was really big. And like seeing, you know, being older and seeing you guys, you know, act that mature and have that much respect for not even your elders, but all these younger people was, you know, also so big. And that also shows why you guys won the Sportsmanship Award. James, during that Sportsmanship Award, I remember, you know, seeing you run across the field. What was your experience during that? We knew that South Korea was were down in the dumps. They were upset, very upset about what happened. And we kind of were like, I mean, it was kind of like second nature. We uh, went and ran around the field with them to show that we were mature at at our age. You were able to, you know, show that respect. The team was very upset and I felt bad for them because they were a great team. You know, like I said, probably play them again, probably won't win. But, you know, so they, for them, it was, you know, Losing that game meant more to them. It was also, you know, they're trying to represent their country and they take that very seriously. So definitely great seeing you guys step up and be players and people that you needed to be. I think a lot of people did notice that also. And then, you know, as we were going around the field with them, we saw other countries were standing around the field congratulating both of us, you know, because it's a very hard stage of baseball. It doesn't happen a lot. And Everyone, every other country around the uh, in the Williamsport was there congratulating both teams. And right when Brody said that, the first thing I remember when we were running down the uh, left field line after we won, who were the first people jumping up looking at us? It was the Japan team. I think that was probably the best thing that uh, you know happened after that. Yeah, I, yeah, that was crazy. I remember, you know, we were all jumping up and like screaming for you guys. Like, we can't believe you actually won because that's something like is so it's not out of reach, but at the same time, it's surreal. It's, it's surreal. Yeah. And think of players that have won Little League World Series or have been, you know, in that position. You know, Cody Bellinger. Yeah. I, I believe he won, right? Or he was he in. was in it. I don't know. I don't know how they ended up. Yeah, Todd Frazier won it. Yeah, from Tom's River. Uh, Cody Bellinger was in it. I don't know if they won it or not, but you see, like a lot of professional players that. Uh, did play there yeah and did you also meet the pirates players i can't remember like remember you hanging so out with them that was the year after so we we uh the year after williamsport uh asked us to come back and go on the field and they actually have the world baseball or the baseball classic 
game there. Little League Classic. Little League Classic game or whatever whatever it's called. And they have two teams come and they play in a minor league field right in the area. And uh, they come to Williamsport for the day and hang out with all the kids. And we actually got to meet some of those guys since we were there as a representing Williamsport the year before. And we got to meet those guys and that's a really cool experience. The Cardinals are there. You know, we got a picture with Yadier Molina. Going to be a future Hall of Famer in my eyes. So, you know, really, really awesome to meet those guys. And the guys are at the top level of baseball. From your Little League World Series standpoint, it seems to be that this event is even bigger than baseball. Can you describe how that the Little League World Series is such a watched television show Then you guys are 12 years old? So, like, can you describe that? I mean, honestly, the best thing is it's a kid's game. You know, I feel like when, you know, you're watching baseball um, from an MLB perspective, you know, you're always thinking about, oh, this guy's making this much money. Uh, this guy is, you know, batting this low percentage. And you're kind of, like, mad at him. Like, oh, come on, you got something. Like, this is your job. You know, a 12-year-old, this isn't your job. This is just, you know, a kid's game. And I think that's what sports are about. And it being a kid's game, just watching 12-year-olds not know what they're doing and just, you know, being an athlete and having fun, I think that's why so many people rally around and, and watch this. Piggyback off what Mike just said, I mean, I just think it's like the whole having fun thing. At 12 years old, you're not paying attention to what, you, like, what you're hitting, like, average-wise or how many home runs you got or anything like that. Or if you had an error last inning, you just go out and you play baseball because you like to play baseball. And, I mean, you can really see it every year. Like, you got guys dancing after doubles. You got guys dancing in the dugout, everybody chanting, like, hyping up the crowd just because, I mean, you're out there, you're 12 years old, and you got, like, 5 million people watching it. You don't understand that. You're just playing baseball just like it's in your backyard. I mean, we always played wiffle ball in the backyard. That's kind of what it turned into for us. So, I mean, I think that's really why um, – Everybody around the world watches it because you get so used to seeing, like, the pros. And, I mean, obviously, nowadays, you're starting to see it a little bit more, but you see that fun, like, coming back into the game. And uh, so I think it's just a nice break from, like, uh, just everybody being so professional all the time. Another thing that I think makes it more popular is that it's something that you only see one time a year. And it, every August, it comes around, and you see a bunch of 12-year-olds playing baseball on TV. It, when you're used to watching the major leaguers who are playing 162 games a year, it's something that's just, like, a once-a-year. Once your experience and I think a lot of people just like seeing like Connor said a bunch of 12 year old kids playing baseball on ESPN 1 and 2 so I think I think it's funny because you know when you're going on to play the you know one of the biggest games in you know the little league we're, we're playing the U.S. championship and you know I remember in like the third or fourth inning we're all talking I can't wait to go up to the dorms and play dorm room baseball I mean like who's thinking of that when you're in you know the biggest game in your life you know in the MLB I feel like they're not thinking oh I can't wait to go back home and you know, whatever, I think they want to win. Whereas we're so oblivious to the game. We're like, you know, I can't wait to go up and watch Netflix or the new show or, or listen to songs or, or meet the uncles because we had uncles um, that would monitor us all the time. And can't wait to go play ping pong with Japan. It was just, you weren't thinking about the game. You were thinking about just having fun. And whether fun was on the field, in the dorms, you know, it was just, you weren't ever thinking about, oh, I need to win this game for, you know, my you know family or my friends or the people that came here. It was just... How am I going to have fun with the guys that I'm with right now? Right, you know, and that's why it's crazy that, like, for us, you know, watching it, we're like, oh, my gosh, this is, you know, such an intense game, and then you guys are just playing yeah, video we, games. And <laughs> we, we were like... So I, I, it looked like you guys were so loose and like nonchalant, like you said on, on the field. And then you look up in the stands, and I swear everyone was so tense, and everyone was, you know, some some moms were. Jude's mom was actually covering her eyes. I know Mike, your mom was like not looking some plays. Everyone was up in the stands was so tense, and you guys on the field were just like just another game. It's just so you know crazy. <laughs> but along the whole ride of your 24-0 undefeated journey, what was your favorite non-baseball moment? You know, for each of you. I guess it has to do with baseball, but not on the field. Like Michael said, I think. I think it had to be a uh, dorm room baseball right we took a little foam ball 
and took a Gatorade bottle and we'd throw 100 miles an hour two feet away and try and hit it and and I think uh one time Connor actually like broke his toe or something because <laughs> you run you run you run around the the dorm and there's bunk beds and someone got a little angry and pushed Connor and 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 he, <laughs> he got a little angry with Connor. He pushed him in the bed and hurt his toe, but he still still ended up playing. So I think dorm room baseball and like being with your friends and that little experience right there had to be one of the top for me. Um, I definitely think meeting the the other teams, seeing how their lifestyle is different to ours, and being able to interact with them and play different games up in the in the game room and just see how they live their life different ways than we do. Yeah, I would say that my favorite moment throughout the process was definitely just spending the two to three weeks with a bunch of 12-year-old friends who have grown up with, and obviously things got shaky a little bit. At, at times because spending two to three weeks with the same bun- group of kids is a little shaky on the mental side so we got in a little bit of scuffles and stuff like that but I would definitely just say spending time with those guys was my favorite experience yeah, there's a few fights <laughs> yeah a couple I mean, one of my favorite off the top of my head was when we first got there, one of the first couple of days, me and I forget who I was with, we were talking to one of the kids from Japan. And, you know, we were like, oh, well, how hard does your best pitcher throw? And see, as 12-year-olds, you don't understand that we use miles per hour, but they don't. So this kid goes like 110. And I look at whoever I was with, I'm like, dude, we're going to get smoked. And then I, I go, I go, dad, Japan's got a guy that throws 110. He goes, no, that's like kilometers per hour, not miles per hour. I'm like, oh, and it was like 65. I was like, okay, like that makes more sense. But it's just like little stuff like that. You kind of really don't see. It's kind of more behind the scenes just interacting with all the other kids. Yeah, I mean, all these guys just, you know, every everything that they said I thought of. But um, I think when you say, you know, your favorite moment, I think there was so many. But the thing that pops in my head the most is just going back to the roots where it all started. You know, we would do double sessions. And, you know, after our second session of, you know, we're in the dying heat. We're all sweating. We'd run up this huge hill that we had. It was, it's huge. We'd sled down in the winter, but in the summer it was, you know, we, they mowed it and we'd run all the way to the top and you can see the overview of the whole um, complex. There's about four fields in our little league complex and we'd run on the top and, you know, we'd all just say something, you know, we're thankful for or something we're striving to do. And every time we got on top of that hill, we would all look at each other and we'd say, you know, win the next round. So that would be sectionals. Then after sectionals, we come back and practice before we go to states, win the next round. Then after states, we get a couple practices, and we're going to regionals, and you don't come back before regionals. So we went up there for the last time. We took a picture. We still got it somewhere in our memories, and it was, you know, win regionals and win Williamsport. You know, we were going in there with the mindset that nobody is going to, you know, nobody's going to beat us, and I think that's what made us the strongest. Yeah, thank you for that and sharing you know, each of your moments, I, there was a bunch of people that did reach out to me that said, can each of them share their non-baseball moment? Cause I think, you know, off the field is just as important. I'll actually add another moment. And then this one, this one's funny. So it was probably our third or fourth day there. And now nah, maybe, maybe our second or third, something like that. And team gets in late. It was a late game, but we're, we're already in bed. We got, we got practice in the morning and, uh, the team up top of us, they're like stomping on the floor and stuff. And all of a sudden it's, it's late at night. It had to be like 1 a.m something like that and the fire alarm goes off so everyone gets out of their beds we're like we're pretty much i mean fully asleep we're wiping our eyes fixing our hair stuff like that and here comes panama out and they never went to bed because they're screaming yelling playing the drums on the on the golf cart again i mean i couldn't believe these guys literally i don't think went to bed (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember actually telling me that. I mean, they all these guys seem super nice and learning, you know, that's, you know, part of their culture and that's where, you know, it's cool. They were getting their full experience in America. Yeah, it? so it was great, you know, seeing that. In the end, how does this experience shape you all today as young men and how does it contribute to your future, whether or not baseball related? Oh, geez, start with me. That's a, that is a good question. You know, honestly, you know, Talking about how does it shape us, I think it just makes us, you know, realize that something like this doesn't happen to everybody. And I think when you ask that question, the biggest thing that comes to my mind is, you know, legendary. I mean, that was always on the back of our shirts. Tom Tolls, he was a um, producer of legendary films, and he had shirts that called Be Legendary, and that was across our shirt. I mean, Jack's wearing one right now. You take into consideration a team with 12,000 people, 10,000 people max, go on and compete against a team that has what, two million, three million people? Yeah, and, and to go out there and, you know, beat that team, I mean, you put that all in perspective, I think that's, you know, honestly un- unreal. And, you know, that won't happen again. It really kind of shows you how, like, strong, like, like a tight-knit group of people can be. I mean, from a talent with, like, 12,000 guys, or 12,000 people, I should say, um, versus a city of five million. But, I mean, I think the difference was, like, we were just a tight-knit group of kids playing the sport that we love. And I think that goes to show that, like, if we get a tight-knit group of guys again, you can do anything um, you put your mind to in the future. I would say that it definitely takes the pressure away of playing in front of crowds. Because when you go from playing in front of 40,000 people back to your hometown where you're playing with in front of a maximum of, like, 40 people, it's a, it's a big change. But, I mean, we've we've seen some pretty heavy crowds since the World Series. I mean, we played in the state championship my freshman year for our high school team, and there was a pretty decent crowd at Egg Stadium. But playing in front of them was really no comparison to playing in the World Series because it was just so much smaller. So I think that's definitely one of the things that stuck with me throughout the process yeah and just the memories and the friendships that you make with different people around the world and realizing how hard it was and how special it was it's not something easy to wrap your head around it definitely still i think still today we still are like still shocked that it happened but and they talked a lot about the little league experience and i'll talk about baseball in general right it's one of those sports that we're very grateful for, but it's a very humbling sport that gets us to, you know, because you go and strike out, you got to come back and you got to learn. You can't get mad at that one at bat. It's one small part of the game. It's like you learn about one small part of life. It doesn't matter that much and stuff like that. So you learn you learn to cope with things a little bit by playing baseball and you, you get character from the game. You get a little grit and it definitely uh, it shapes all of us as as people. Yeah, I mean, uh, like Brody was saying, I mean, baseball really teaches you how to deal with many problems that, like, just come up in life. You understand that, like, hey, I mean, in baseball terms, one bad at-bat shouldn't ruin your whole game. Ten seconds in a bad day shouldn't ruin your entire day. You see that a lot. A lot of people that play baseball, they kind of say that. And, I mean, you got to have a short memory in baseball. Jack's dad says that all the time. Hey, right out the window, you strike out, who cares, next pitch. You know, I think baseball kind of has taught all of us that, that really, like, hey, something goes wrong in your life, Hey, that's fine. Go get like go go attack the next day. And I think that's really one of the main things I think all of us will take away from uh, from just playing baseball together. Right, and I think that's all very important. Like I said, you played together since basically you were born. You're here now still playing, which, you know, it's hard. That's You don't see that a lot. So one more question for you guys. Right now, who is your favorite MLB player and team as well? Cal Raleigh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, cousin just got called up uh, a few weeks ago. and 
about a month ago. Yeah, a month ago, a few weeks. Catcher for the Mariners, and he's starting his big league career. And I actually trained with him for about a month or a month and a half, you know. And then obviously, I'm really close to him. He's my cousin. You know, it's a great experience to train with a, a now to be a big leaguer. And at the time, I knew he was going to be a big leaguer. He uh, he goes about the game differently than a lot of people. He's very very talented, but where his mind is at at all times is above and beyond everyone else in this game. So. Definitely uh, Cal Raleigh. Very, that's yeah. so true. I mean, Cal is so it's focused his, on baseball. He and first hit, and he was so humble. <laughs> he a little, all he had was a little smirk. Yeah, he's, he's so humble. Smart. And, I mean, you you see players that are like that, but Cal's it's a different level. And not just because he's my cousin and he's family. Like, it's it's different. And, and again, about his mindset, he tells me, that, you know, there's going to be people that are better than you in this game. But the one thing that you can always control is where your mind's at, and that's going to put you at, at the next level in this game. And you know what's your favorite baseball team? Red Sox, Red obviously. Sox, yeah, we're Red Sox I'm fans Sox, all day. <laughs> all day. I mean, I, I'm a I'm a Red Sox fan. All Boston. I won't be bragging about that. After but uh, the <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I don't really have a favorite player. I don't know. Probably maybe Mookie Betts, but just because he he's plays in the outfield, I'm an outfielder. But but uh yeah. So yeah, this is Jack. I mean, obviously. Seeing Cal in the major leagues is just a humbling experience, I mean, for all of us, just because it's someone that we've met and we've seen before, and he's one of the first guys that we've known, like, to make it, yeah, to it, make to it, make it up to that to that yeah, stage, and it's, it's just a great experience to watch him play in the major leagues, and I would say my favorite player is probably Anthony Rizzo. Now him just coming to the Yankees is something that's... <laughs> Really, really cool to see, and him being a lefty-lefty first baseman is just something that made it, him stick out to me. I mean, my favorite team is the Phillies, you know, hoping they make a little run this year. <laughs> yeah, my, I, I mean, my favorite player is JT Romuto. I mean, he's a catcher just like I am. Easily yeah, the best. He's fast. Yeah, he can run a little bit. <laughs> he can run a little bit. But, I mean, easily the best catcher in baseball, uh, and in my opinion, the best and hottest team in baseball right now. So, I mean... It's it's tough to beat with a guy like that. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Yadier Molina is still playing the game, so. No, dude. <laughs> but um, I'm gonna have to brag that I'm a Yankee fan. Um, we just swept the Red Sox, so these three Red Sox fans don't look too happy. But um, favorite player, honestly, growing up would be uh, Javier Baez. I just love the way he played. Um, that's where I kind of engraved swagger throughout the whole Williamsport. I was always saying swagger, swagger, swagger. Javier Baez got it, and watching him and seeing the way he goes about the game and um, how flashy he is, I love watching him. And, you know, obviously now Cal is, you know, definitely somebody that I plan on turning the TV to watch and kind of, uh, you know, with Brody. And Brody was gone last summer for, like you said, a month and a half training with him, and now, you know, he's on, you know, TV playing for the big leagues you know there's no higher stage so it's pretty incredible to see that but yeah I'd have to go with Javier Baez and you know just to say about the swagger if you know Michael like he has such like a great amount of confidence that makes him the player he is today and I think that's important to also mention like we say uh confidence not cockiness right (laughs) and and Michael definitely makes him the player he is like she said it gives him the ability to play the game even when he's not doing as well as he knows he can Right, and that's so important, especially in baseball. Like, having that confidence and in life, keep going through every day, and I just tell myself I'm the best. Like, I'll get where I need to be. And if you don't have that, like, what are you doing? You know, that's, you know, that's why I tell myself, like, you need that. that. And, you know, I think that's really awesome that you have that, Michael. Yeah, and, you know, 
I was on Twitter, I, I, it was like a couple weeks ago, and, you know, just scrolling through, you see people tweet, and I saw Lexi tweet, you know, I'm going to be, you know, an ESPN anchor or you know, whatnot, and, you know, it's tough in, you know, a world now where you get criticized for everything, so to put that on Twitter and kind of just, you know, you know you're going to get backlash, or somebody's going to be like, oh, no, you're not, you can't do that, you can't do this, and, you know, you putting that out there was like, you know, that's that's who we are and end well. It shows, yeah. It shows confidence. It shows that she knows that where she wants to be, and she knows she's going to put in the work to get there, so... Right, and you know, I definitely do get backlash by just people I don't even know on Twitter, but it's just irrelevant. It's, you know, it's background noise. Yeah, it helps me, motivates me. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're, you got to get through it, you know, somehow, and you're going to do it. <laughs> so, and I think that's important, um, you know, just to talk about. But also, Cal, I know we mentioned Cal. Cal will be in the podcast. Um, I'm not sure exactly when, but if you are interested in hearing him speak as well, you, I would love for you to keep tuning in. As far as today, I think you guys did awesome, and I'm so, so happy and thankful that you were able to all come on and share your experience with not only me, but everyone who's listening and, you know, everyone around the world because you were able able to do that at one point too so i can't thank you guys enough thank you never, hey make sure you guys keep tuning in on every week's podcast You're just doing a great job so <laughs> thank you all right well that's it and i'll see you guys next week thank you bye